here in Albany, New York. Um, all the way from Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica, Alman Town, Stephen Street. Then the uh, Lord took me to USA. And um, thank God that I'm a citizen of this great country. Um, came to the Lord in 1972 when I was <clears throat> a younger man. 16 or so, teenager, and um, the Lord delivered me. I had a young man that decided that he was going to end my life and met me in a street corner and took a gun to my head and pulled the trigger, thought he had killed me, but the Lord, thank the Lord, had other plans, and uh, he uh, snatched a bullet out of the air to the amazement of all of us, including the man who wanted to kill me. And but that that was a messenger to me that it was time to change my life. So I sought out some Christians, and uh, back then in that time there were a lot of people telling, especially black young men, that <clears throat> Christianity was the, the religion of white folks, and that Jesus was a blue-eyed, blonde man, and um, that that was not the religion for me. That the Muslim faith was the religion for me. But you know, when you're a desperate person, uh, you choose the first thing that works. Uh, my mother has a saying that in a storm, the very first port that a ship can find, that's the one it takes. And uh, I went to church and uh, found the Lord, and he saved my life. And even though I had folks hunted to kill me, and this was a serious thing for me because had I not choose the right port, I would have died. I had folks driving around the city hunting for my life. And so when I chose this, I knew that if this wasn't right, that I could die. That this was a life and death decision for me. And so when I gave my life to the Lord, I had people telling me, you know, stay low. Folks are hunting to kill me. And I thought a preacher came and uh, I told him what was going on, and he says, let me show you something. And he opened up the word and says, uh, took me to the book of Psalms, and he says, the Lord is my God. Who will I fear? I will not fear what man will do to me. So I just made up in my mind that if I was going to die, I was going to go out in a blaze of glory. Amen. But if it wasn't meant for me to die, I wasn't going to die. And believe you that I saw the very young man that put a gun to my head and he had no power over me. Matter of fact, he ran from me because I had the Holy Ghost in me. And then the Lord called me to the ministry. I dedicated my life. I went to a seminary, graduated, and um, uh, chose a life of uh, service to the Lord. And you know, one of the things that I decided that I wasn't going to be a hypocrite that I was going to live it. And I know there are people who do it for money, there are people who do it for fame, but I decided I wasn't going to be one of them, that I was going to live the life and that I was going to do it right. And so um, silver and gold, I don't have. I don't have any money. I'm not a, a preacher that preaches for money, but I do believe that we're going to have to answer to God someday. And that when you stand before God, there's not going to be a mother there. There's not going to be a father there. There's not going to be the preacher there. There's just going to be you and God. And he's going to look into you 
your spirit, and he's going to say, what have you done with the life that I've given you? And the answer has to be, I did your will. If it's anything else, it's not going to wash. Amen. So, um, in 2015, I had a heart attack and died. And um, I ended up on the other side. And before I was brought back, I had to stand before God. And so, you know, it doesn't matter what, what you say. It doesn't matter what anyone else say. I know there's another side because I've been there. I've seen it. And I know that we have to stand before God. And thank God that he sent me back to tell you that you have a date with destiny. You have a date with the Lord. And it doesn't matter what you accomplish here. It doesn't matter how much money you make or you don't make. What matters is, did you do his will? Did you love each other? You know that we are in the image of God. And uh, when you look at somebody, you shouldn't see the gender. You shouldn't see their class or lack of it. You shouldn't see how much money they have. You should see God. Amen. Because they're in the image of God. And you should love them for who they are. Not who you want them to be, but who they are. They are a child of God. It doesn't matter who they are. And so I just want to speak to you for a little while on something that the Lord placed in my heart. If you don't mind, I'd like to go to prayer. Lord, we just thank you right now. Uh, we are asking for your anointing. We are asking that you touch our minds and our spirits. We thank you so much that you are living powerful spirit and that you move and that you live yes, Lord. and on our ears and our eyes put eye salve on our eyes that we may see and on our ears that you may hear what the spirit is saying to us personally yes, Lord. where we live at our address in the name of issue the name of Jesus the Christ the Nazarene, we pray. Amen. Amen. So I have um, been uh, heavily in the martial arts and um, took uh, karate, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Kali, uh, Muay Thai, and um, practiced for a while, trained for a while. And um, there was a young man that we had just great sparring matches um, back and forth, and he was younger than, than I was, but uh, I thought that I held my own with him uh, from time to time. And uh, he moved on into bodybuilding and became a, a very good bodybuilder, just working out all the time, and he's, he's posted a picture on the internet with himself, you know, lifting weights, and even at 58, he was huge, you know, big arms, and. Uh, not necessarily muscles, but it's huge. It's a big man. And I thought, well, this guy has it all together. Here's a martial artist. He's, he's a bodybuilder. You know, he has it all together. And then a few days ago, I went onto the, to Facebook, and he was in a hospital. His lung had exploded. He had pus and blood coming out. And he had, they had to rush him into surgery. And he was laying in bed. He was huge. That's a big... You know, if I, if I didn't know this was Dash Turner, I wouldn't have recognized him. He looked like a totally different guy. No longer big and muscular, but just a, just a hulking man that looks like he, he, he needed to lose a lot of weight. And I thought, what 
happened to him? And he, he told a story about what happened to him. And then he said, you know, 2018 has been really hard for me. I battle a lot of things. I'm so much looking forward to 2019. You know, and he said, I'm going to, I'm going to kick 2019's butt. I'm, I'm ready to go. So I prayed, you know, Lord, what do you want me to say to this man? Um, he may not want to hear anything I have to say. And the Holy Spirit dropped in my mind just a word for him. So I wrote on his Facebook page, Dash, I'm sending you health and life, not death. And healing is on its way. And so I prayed that the Lord would heal him. Two days later, I went to my page, and he was out of the hospital traveling around the country. And people were saying, I thought you were sick. What is going on? Where are you going? And so I said, Lord, please give me the words to speak to Dash Turner. And he's a very active guy, one of those hyper-type personalities. And so I messaged him, not on his Facebook page, but a messenger. I said, Dash, I said, sometimes problems and trouble comes into our lives as a messenger for God to get our attention, for us to stop and say, okay, I don't have it all together. Lord, please show me your will for my life. And I said, here's a prayer that I'd like for you to pray. Lord, show me your will for my life and give me the courage to do it and the wisdom to, to know, to recognize it. In the name of Jesus Christ, your son. And so I thought, well, I'm going to hear from him. What is wrong with you, you super religious guy? Are you crazy? I don't need that. <laughs> you know, I got it. I I'm good. And so this morning I went to Facebook and he wrote back to me. Thank you. That's exactly what I needed. Thank you. Amen. And so... You, I, I want you to know that the reason that you are alive today is because God has a reason for every single one of your lives. We have a purpose on this earth. And what we should be doing is finding out what our purpose is for life. When God is finished with you, then you are on the other side. But as long as there's life in your body, there's a purpose for your life. And sometimes problems come into your life, not because you did anything wrong. Maybe you made mistakes. Maybe it doesn't matter. Problems come in your life sometimes as a messenger from God to say, hey, I need you to seek my will for your life. If you wouldn't mind turning... To a few scriptures. As I said, I'm not going to keep you very long. I just have a few things to say to you today. Um, Proverbs 18.21. Let's turn to that real quickly. Proverbs 18.21. Uh, many of us know what this verse is. 
And it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love, um, they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You know, any minister, any person who's called of God to teach or preach the gospel and who stands in a public uh, podium today uh, should be saying something similar to this. You know, we are in a time of hatred. There's more hatred in America today than probably any time in the our modern time, modernity. We are living in a time when folks are spewing hatred on the internet, uh, on television, whether we turn to a liberal or a conservative news media, there's nothing but uh, um, um, consternation and bickering back and forth, uh, people saying that uh, the president said this and they're against him or they're for the president and they're against other folks, even down to uh, people riding planes are doing things and blaming it on authorities and says saying that uh, it's okay to do this because uh, our leaders say it's okay. We're in a time of uncertainty and uh, upheaval. But what the common denominator between all the things that you're hearing is speech. It's important to understand that what comes out of our mouth is important. And here, the writer of Proverbs tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's important for us to understand that the words that come out of our mouths are important. If we are leaders, it's important. If we are uh, individual, it's important. Uh, when I was a child, one of the things that um, adults would say to kids all the time is children should be seen and not heard. I would hear that all the time. My mother would say that to me um, repeatedly. Children should be seen and not heard. And so I went through my entire childhood thinking that my voice, what I had to say was not important, that I should shut my mouth, I should not talk. And then um, whenever I would do something wrong, I would hear such things like, you're so stupid, you're so bad, you're not a good person. And my self-esteem took a, a, a turn for the worse. I remember it wasn't until I was older that I began to, to look at myself and say, you know what? I'm not stupid. I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm, I'm somebody. I, I can be somebody. I'm going to be somebody. And even when people were saying those things to me, I remember thinking to myself, that's not true. I'm not like that. And it was not until later on where I could actually lift my head up and look people in the eye and say, you know what? I am somebody. I'm important. I'm going to make a difference. And it was after I got saved and I began to read the word that I understood that because God loved me, because he gave his life for me, that I must be important. Jesus died for me, so I must be worth something. 
and he called me to his kingdom. So because he called me to his kingdom, he must, Jesus must think that I'm important, that I'm an important person. And I remember going to college and having a professor say to me, I remember one time a professor, a philosophy professor pulled me to the side and he said, Eddie, he said, I want to tell you there are a lot of untranslated Latin um, works. And he said, you, you know that you could probably translate these things. It's something that you could do because there's a lot of philosophy, Latin philosophy works that's not translated. And he says, you could do this. And I thought, well, Latin, who wants to do that? I don't want to do that. But, but simply because he looked me in the eye and says, I know that you're intelligent and you, can, you understand this stuff and you can translate this untranslated philosophy in Latin. I thought, this guy sees something in me. And that gave me a sense of, wow, I, maybe I can, I, can, I can become somebody. And later on, I went on and, and became a software engineer. Of course, all the while preaching the gospel, knowing that I was called to do this and was able to, 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 to bring salvation to, to folks. Um, it's important to understand that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And, you know, we either will eat the fruits of life or eat the fruits of death, depending on how we speak. Now, you know how I fly, right? So I'd like some people to help me. So, how about Proverbs twelve eighteen? Somebody get that for me? Someone else get Proverbs fifteen four, And... Somebody else get Matthew 5, 9. I'm an equal opportunity preacher. So, Proverbs 12, 18, who has that? I got it. Go ahead. Proverbs 12, 18. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Again, there are people who will speak evil to you. They'll speak things that will hurt you, that will harm you. But a, a wise person is going to speak health. A wise person is going to speak healing. Life, not death. What I like to speak to people is healing and not sickness. Life and not death prosperity and not poverty. I may not be able to help somebody financially, but I certainly can encourage them to help themselves. I certainly can say, you know what? I see potential in you of starting a business. I remember there was a, a, a young man who um, was in my church. I pastored a church in Virginia Beach, and there was a young man there that his business was about to close down. He was working as a... Um, um, tech support for Gateway Computers. And Gateway Computers was getting ready to close and he was about to lose his job. And I said to him, I see you starting a business and I see you in trucks. I see you having trucks all driving all over the city. That young man looked at me and something just kindled in his heart. And before they laid him off, he quit his job and started a business. And today, 
Many, many years later, he's still working that business and have people working for him. All because I spoke a word of health, a word of healing to him. And he wrote a book. <laughs> and in the book, on page 19 of that book, he spoke that word. He, he wrote that word that I gave him and said it was because of that that he's a successful businessman today. Health and not death. Life and not death. Amen. All right. So let's see. My other scripture here. My precocious ministry notes. All right. So who have Proverbs 15.4? Thank you, Mark. Proverbs 15.4. So, man, thank you, Lord. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse word, a perverse tongue will break the spirit. A tree of life. We can actually allow, you know what a tree of life is? A tree of life is something that brings healing. And at the bottom, you start out maybe not too, not too, um, uh, Honorable, it doesn't look too good, but by the time it gets to the top, the whole world can see it. Everybody around can see it. So, you know, you may, not, you, you may say something to somebody that, that, that will encourage them, and you may not see the fruits of it right away. But after a while, everybody will know that this person's successful is because you built them up. It's because you said something that encouraged them. And I want you to know that it doesn't take anything. To, to say something good to somebody. But out of a perverse heart, you want to see somebody fail or, or, or just fall off and you say evil things about it. I had a lady in my church one time and she took it upon herself to discourage me. Every single word out of her mouth was discouragement. You can't do this. You don't have the anointing. You're not going to succeed. People are going to leave your church. It was just... It, it, I cringe every time I saw her because I know nothing good, it's just nothing but perverseness is coming out of this woman's mouth. But there are other people who would encourage me, and they were the people that I wanted to pull. I, I couldn't wait for this lady to leave. And finally I had to say, you know what? <laughs> you need to go. You just need to go. And sometimes you have to kick people to the curb if they have a perverse tongue. They have to say, look, you just got to get out of my life. I just can't, I can't deal with you. But you want people to speak life and not death. Health. Amen? You want that. And that's what we should be doing. Amen? Amen. All right. Matthew 5 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Amen. Nice. Blessed are the peacemakers. Amen. So, you know, today we have people. Uh, for years, we have seen. Hate crimes go down. For years, it was is on a trajectory like this. People who did research will see it. 2016, there was a 55 percent increase in hate crimes. 2017, another 50 percent jump in hate crimes. 2018 will be the largest jump in violent hate crimes in America. Why is that? Because hate speech. Because we have been 
inundated with nothing but hate across our airways. What we can do as individuals is to look at somebody and say, you know what, I love you and you are important. Look at the janitor and says, you're doing a great job. Your job that you're doing is important. If you were doing this, we'd be walking through garbage right now and I thank God for you. We as individuals can look at people and speak life. Regardless of what anyone else is saying, we can speak life. We can speak the tree of life into individuals. And I believe that if you want to find God's will for your life, that's a very good place to start. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. Ephesians 4.29, Acts 20.32, Mark 11.23 are our last three scriptures. So Ephesians 4.29, Acts 20.32, Mark 11.23, and we'll wrap it up with that scripture. So who has Ephesians 4.29? Amen. And so, you know, there are a lot of corrupt things that we could say. We could talk about, um, you know, Mexicans. We could talk about uh, black folks. We can talk about, um, you know, hatreds towards um, gay people. We could say a lot of things that are just corrupt, and they're, they're not going to edify anybody. They just It doesn't make any sense to say some of this stuff that people are saying. And the scripture enjoin us, do not let corrupt communication come out of your mouth. But seek to edify people. Seek to encourage people. You know, I have, I know all kinds of folks. And there are people that do stuff that I wouldn't do. But rather than go to them and say, you know what, you are so and so. I want to go to them and hug on them. And tell them I love them. That one of the there's a lady that she brings used to bring her crystals to work and she put them there. She was telling me that God is a woman and that God, you know, um, um, love her and and that she is it's very spiritual and that she goes to a church that have all kind of people and and I was so tempted to to just tell her you are out of your mind. And, you know, for a while there we were button heads. And this, after a while I said, you know what, this is not working. Because she would curse at me at work and, and just use profanity. And after a while I said, you know what, I'm going to love this woman. So I flipped the script and I said, I love you. And I started started saying good things to her. And she ended up in a, in a, in a psychiatric ward. I had been trying to kill herself. And I, and I went and visited her and prayed for her. And God touched her and brought her out. You know what she said to me? She said, you are my pastor. She said, after all the things I said to you, after the way I treated you, the way we buckets, for you to come and visit me in the hospital, you are a man of God. And to this day, she cries whenever she thinks. She told me just three days ago, she said, I cry when I think about what you did to me in that hospital. When I was there at my lowest, you came and visited me and brought Jesus to me, brought the Lord to me. You are a man of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That could have gone the other way. But thank God that I said, you know what, This this is not the way, this is not what Jesus would do. 
Didn't matter that she was white and I was black. That mattered nothing. It mattered that I saw her as a child of God and decided that I was going to go the other way. Thank you. Acts 20, 32. his grace is going to build you up. The words of his grace is going to build you up. We want to build people up with the word. And you know, that word, if you read it, is not capitalized. So people are thinking, oh, that we're talking about the word of God. No, it's talking about the word that Paul is speaking. It's talking about the word that the minister is speaking, not, not the Bible. But the words that's coming out of his mouth, the words that he's speaking to, the word of his grace. And we need to spill grace to folks. Now, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, people are sinning and they're sinning in the world. So we need to, to tell them about their sin. We need to tell them the way they're wrong. Yes, we can do all of those things in grace. There is a right way to say the right thing and a wrong way to say the right thing. Yep. I, 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 you know, I, when I was a child, I grew up, as I said, in Jamaica, even though I was born in the States. My mom, my mother took me to Jamaica when I was a year and six months. Um, I didn't even know that I was born in the States until, you know, they told me later on. So I grew up in Jamaica. And one of the things that I, I was indoctrinated in was a British way of, of humor and a British way of telling you about yourself. And the British have a way of telling you that you are this and that, and you almost thank them because they don't say it in a perfunctory way. They don't say you are this. They just they say it so eloquently. You think, well, the guy just complimented me. No, he didn't. He told you about yourself, but, <laughs> but he he did it in such a way you thought, hmm, okay, well, that sounds kind of nice, you know. Um, um, so there is a way that you can tell folks that they're wrong, and they say, okay, well, thank you for that correction. You know, thank you for that. So, you know, like Jesus did it. You remember the story about the woman who was in adultery? And folks came and, and they wanted to stone her and they brought her to the Lord and said, Ha, ha, ha. The Lord says, we're a stoner. The Lord said, okay, all right. And he started writing. And he looked up and everybody left her. And he says, lady, where, where are you accusing? She said, they're, they're not here, Lord, no one. He said, neither do I accuse you. However, go and sin no more. He didn't say, continue doing what you're doing. You're, you're a good lady. He says, no. Go and sin no more. So he did tell us you sin, not to do it. But she thanked him and left. Okay? The, 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 the thing is, the way we say things, how we say it, with grace. With grace. Amen. Last scripture, and then I'm finished. Mark eleven twenty three. Many years ago in Christendom, uh, especially among the charismatics, and of course there's a difference between a charismatic and a Pentecostal charismatic, uh, Catholic charismatics, they're Baptist charismatic, they really have no necessary any doctrine, and the Pentecostal do have doctrine. But among the charismatic, um, there was something called blab it, grab it, or 
claim it, take it, okay? And so the, 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 the teaching then was that you say, say something will happen. And so, and so folks moved away from that, that kind of thinking. But there is something, what Jesus said, mind you, he's, he's saying, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. And if you believe in your heart that you have it. Now, this is Jesus talking. Then later on, he talked about praying. So there is something to speak in the creator. Listen, we need to understand that, you know, I studied Hebrew. And in, in, in Hebrew, when the, 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 in, the, in the first chapter, excuse me, in Genesis, when he talked about God creating man, and he said he breathed into man. The word that's used there is a word for breath. Okay? Word for spirit. He breathed into man. So the word for breathe is a word that's used for spirit. It's a word for spirit. So he breathed into man, and man became a living soul, a living spirit. The breath of, remember, God is not a man or a woman. God is a spirit. God doesn't have a breath. So what he did, he put his spirit into man. And so in us is the creative power of God. So if we say in God, this is going to happen, and I believe it because I believe this is the will of God, God said it will happen. So it's important to understand that when you speak life and death, the power of the tongue, that we are creating something. Now, I can say I reject. You can say whatever you want to say about me. I reject that. So I can block that. But it's important to understand that as people, we have a creative power. So let's create good and not evil. Let's create life and not death. Let's speak grace and not judgment in folks' lives. Let's speak peace and not hate. Amen? God bless you. Thank you very much. Amen. Brother Dan. Yeah, so we'll just go ahead and close in prayer. So if you have a mouth, then this message is for you. Because everybody speaks every day. And we, each of us need to learn that, you know, the sin isn't the sin thing that we talk about sometimes. Um, it's not, you know, oh, I did a sinful thing. It's anything that's short of the glory of God. So in whatever situation that you're in, if you're not speaking the words that Jesus would speak right there, then this message is for you to learn how to speak the words that Jesus wants Amen. us to speak at, in, at any minute. Because he brought life to everybody who came in contact with him. That's what he wants from us. Okay. So we're just going to go ahead and pray. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, then I'm just asking that you would come to know him. That, you would, um, that he would just touch your heart. That he would open your eyes and he would open your spirit so you could see and hear and understand that there is a God. And he came in the person of Jesus Christ, and he loves you, and he wants you in his family. So just go ahead and pray with me. Just, Heavenly Father, we come to you, and we just acknowledge that we need you. Yes, Lord. We need forgiveness. We need this thing that cleanses us from all the junk that we've done, from all the garbage, from all the wrong. Please forgive us. Help us to live in your, in your light. Help us to walk in your way. We can't do it without you. We're asking for your power, for your grace to be upon our lives. And help us to be instruments of mercy and instruments of grace to others, just like Eddie preached. Help us.
to give others the same life that you've given us. Help others to give help us to give others hope with the same hope you've given us. Yes, Lord. And Heavenly Father, if there's anybody that doesn't know you, just have lead lead them in this. Lord Jesus, please forgive me. Be my savior. Change me. I lay my life at your feet. I ask that you would pick it up and that you would energize it and you would make me who you want me to be. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for doing that. Thank you for loving each one of us with an everlasting love. Help us to share that with others. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. We just ask you to bless everyone here, everyone listening on podcasts, that you would just... Bless each one. Lead us in your way. Teach us your truth. And um, let your light and life, safety, be upon us. In Jesus' name, amen.